This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. But first, if you love the outdoors and are looking for ways to align your education with future employment in the trades, Northwest Technical College in Bemidji is for you. Explore state-of-the-art technical education in six career paths, automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology, all in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods, surrounded by more than 400 lakes and, of course, limitless forests. The shortest path to your dream job and a good bite is at NTC, Bemidji's Technical College. Learn more today. Visit ntcmn.edu. After two years of COVID, Fishing Has No Boundaries is back, but it's a little bit different than it was before. For one thing, it's a week earlier. Vance Ballstead has all the details of this incredible event. Plus, we're going to hear from a couple of members of the Lumberjack Fishing Team who just had a big statewide tournament down on Lake Minnetonka. Their coach, Chris Haley's here, too. It's all coming up. I won't ever understand my shorties be mad. When all I wanna do is stick my toes in the sand There's nothing wrong with champagne, dancing and such But the nightlife in the city don't impress me much F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing F-I-S-H-I-I-N, fishing I don't feel right in the club, I'd rather be out Sitting in my 14-footer, catching some trout The fishes all tremble at the thought of me When I'm F-I-S-H-I-I-N, Paul Bunyan Country When planning your trip up north, plan to park your RV or camper at the spacious Grand Haven RV Campground in Bemidji. You'll be in the perfect area to ride ATV, fish, hunt, and hike. With free parking for your boats and trailers and located just off Highway 2 west of Bemidji, Grand Haven Campground is the center point for your next Northland adventure. Fish hundreds of surrounding lakes and cruising the miles and miles of the ATV trails northern Minnesota has to offer. Visit GrandHavenCampground.com and book your stay today. This is Dick Beardsley, and this is Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, as we've talked about over and over and over again, things are happening again after a couple of years off, and uh, sometimes it's it's harder to get going than, than we thought it would be. And fishing has no boundaries is coming up. Not only did you have to get back into gear, Vance Ballstead, but uh, you had to do it a, a week quicker than you have in years past. So a lot of things different this year. Yeah, our scheduling got kind of goofed up a little bit, so we're a week earlier. Many people were used to us being the last weekend in June, but uh, we had to adjust. We don't have any problem getting anglers, but so many families have outings planned. This this weekend, this Saturday, expecting to come fishing with us the next weekend. So we're scrambling, but we're still going to take go fishing and have fun. Oh, you absolutely are. And for those who might be new to town and the area, tell us a little bit. Of, you know, I know, obviously, but uh, tell those who don't know, what is Fishing Has No Boundaries? Well, the Paul Bunyan chapter, Fishing Has No Boundaries, is one of 23 in the country. Most of them are in Wisconsin and Minnesota, and there's a couple in, in uh, North Dakota. And what we do is we take uh, people with disabilities fishing. Uh, some chapters do it a day, some day do it a day and a half. This year we've changed to one day just because of the problem finding pontoons, which is worse than normal because people aren't used to being available that weekend, and volunteers. They're, 
they've been tied up for two years. Shoot, they want to get out and have family fun. So we're we're scrambling, but we're still going to do it to it. Yeah, I think the situation is that, you know, people get out of habit after a couple of years. And on top of that, you, your weekend is different than it typically is. Hopefully this is a one-year uh, situation. Um, so there's a lot of things to re-get used to. Yeah, we've gone to a one-day event. Normally we're a day and a half, a Saturday and a half, a Sunday. Um, but our folks, they don't care if they only get to go a day. Uh, as you and I have spoken so many times, this is this is our one chance to get on the water. Um, and I always say it was like for some folks, it's a Super Bowl or the or the World Series. They look forward to it. They look forward to it, and bang, there it is, and let's go have some fun. Um, I think we're going to have a good year. You guys have been telling me we're getting good weather, mm-hmm. and we have our anglers lined up, and now if we can just get a few more pontoons and, and volunteers, we're going to be in business. In the best of years, you're always scrambling to get just enough pontoons because there's always so many anglers that want to come, and you can't get as uh, of your challenged anglers on a boat as you could you know, you and I on a boat. Right. So so you need more boats. Uh, and then this year, as you mentioned, some different things going on. Uh, you really need those boats. Yeah. Uh, pontoons obviously work the best because you can get more people on. Uh, several of our anglers need to have an attendant. So that attendant, we don't do one attendant per angler. That attendant may be responsible for three, um, making sure that they've got a line with a hook on it or whatever. Uh, we take up. We have a captain that drives the boat. We have a first mate to assist in that. Um, but the pontoons work the best. Now, on the other side of the coin, we do have some people that prefer to go in a fishing boat. Um, Chris Haley, for one, he he brings his fishing boat. He knows that lake like it's his backyard, <laughs> and he finds nice fish. Actually, to be honest, we use him as kind of a feeler for our folks that don't really know where to go. Follow that guy. You know, anyway, uh, we do accept fishing boats. We can maybe get to some of our anglers don't need an attendant, Mm. uh, but some do. But if we have a fishing boat and we can put a person or two in there, we'll do that. As long as the boat owner or the boat driver is comfortable with that. It's all about the the comfortable uh, situation for the for the person that's running the show. And that's the captain and the first mate. Okay. well, for. For maybe some of the guys who had given you pontoons before and has kind of slipped their mind after two years and they're saying, oh, yeah, i got to get involved again. Or somebody new that has a pontoon that wants to get involved, uh, how can they get a hold of you and uh, get lined up? Well, the best and easiest way right now, since we're so close to the event, is to give me a call or my wife at our home, uh, area code 218-444-3292. And... If we don't answer, it's because we're running around like our heads are cut off. But leave us a message. We'll get back to you. We can email you a boat or pontoon form and send it back to us or call us and say, I filled it out. I'll be there, um, and we'll get connected. We, we want our rigs in on Friday afternoon so that we can outfit them with a cooler with, with water in it for our anglers. We don't send out any pop or any of that thing because that's not good for being in a hot sun. We send a tackle box along, with, and we tackle box slash first aid kit, mm-hmm. bug screen, sunscreen, and some tackle, um, and and then out they go, and they go with the, with the uh, boat drivers. It, it's fun for them. Be very honest, Kevin, as you well know, it's fun for us. Mm-hmm. We look forward, and and I tell people, these people, well, they're from from. Uh, 
uh, Pine River, and they're from Grand Forks, and they're from from uh, uh, Wisconsin. We have a, a young man that comes every year from South Dakota. He's been coming since before I can remember. And uh, he's not a young man anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> We've all aged a little. Yes, we have. But uh, I say it's like our family comes home, you mm-hmm. know, and it's our one visit. Um, uh, so anyway, long story short, again, I'm sorry I'm rambling on here, but but Friday night we like to have the, the fishing rigs come in. We put them on the beach down, uh, we call it the flats by Paul Bunyan. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have night security, and they're the ones that are responsible for getting everything ready to go, the coolers, the tackle boxes. Our anglers, all they have to do is come to fish. We furnish them the use of a life jacket, of a fishing rod, and all our anglers get a, a hat. People call them uh, Gilligan hats, but they're actually called um, Australian hats, you know, the kind that fold up while they cover their ears yes. because it's hot and sunny, and you're talking 90 degrees maybe Saturday. So our, our goal is to have fishing, have fun, stay lubed up because yeah. we don't want anybody to come off the lake looking like a lobster. So how did you get involved in this, Vance? Well, this chapter was started, well, 30 years ago now, by uh, Jimmy George, and everybody in Bemidji knows Jimmy. Oh, yeah. And Carol Olson from the Chamber Building. She'd been there forever, too, you know. They got it started, and one year they needed help with the food. And Susie, my wife, was the concessions lady at John Glass Fieldhouse. And Jimmy and I knew each other through hockey, of course. And he said, do you think Susie would be willing to help with the food. Well, she said, sure. Well, then I ended up being a tag-along. And now <laughs> about 27 years later, I'm still tagging along. <laughs> so uh, I do as I'm told, and I'm never wrong, Kevin. <laughs> Much more to come with Vance Ballstead of Fishing Has No Boundaries later on. But up next, we're going to get an update on the Bemidji Lumberjack Fishing Team. They had their first student tournament trail event On Lake Minnetonka, we'll hear from a couple of the anglers who were there. And their head coach, Chris Haley, too. It's all coming up on Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored in part by Bemidji State University. You can pursue your passions with a world-class education in the heart of Minnesota's Northwoods. The drive to acquire deeper knowledge and develop greater wisdom is already in your nature. So join us on the shores of Lake Bemidji. Minnesota's premier Northwoods University can help you make the world a better place than you found it. Learn more at BemidjiState.edu and schedule a tour today. BemidjiState.edu This is Mandy Year, and you're listening to Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors. Well, we're talking Bemidji High School fishing today. We've got a couple of members of the team and the coaching. Chris Haley is the coach. Hunter Zeeks and David Green, a pair of juniors, are here. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So let's uh, let's start with you, Chris. Uh, these are two of the members of the team. How many do you have going this year? We talked about that earlier, but right, we've got twenty nine signed up this year, and these are two of the members here. These are two of the members that um, prefer to go out and fish the actual bass circuit across the state. But then we also have uh, a multi-species circuit here that I've started myself with uh, the kids that don't want to go out, and we just had our first one of those, and we're going to have two more. So how did you guys do in the multi-species tournament? Um, multi-species tournament, I wasn't actually there, but David, uh, how'd you do again? Um, I got 
so I got second in the bass category. It was it was a tough day for bass. Um, tough lake, everything like that. Um, northerns just didn't really catch much of those. Um, so how does the multi-species work? I mean, they, they're out to catch everything, or do they pick a category? Or? No. Um, the way I've got, I set up the multi-species is there's uh, prizes for the top three of the big three species, which is the bass, the walleye, and the northern. I had thought about trying to do a panfish, but, you know, because there are so many different things as far as panfish goes, you don't want somebody coming in with a 12-inch, 14-inch perch, basically, right. and getting beat by a... 12 14 inch crappie that's more more abundant than the perch so we just kept it at the three and so we've got um top three prizes for each of those and then i've got enough prizes that we have uh you know raffles basically throughout for the rest of the team so that everybody gets something okay so um we'll, we'll talk about your uh, tournament this weekend in just a bit but uh, let's find out david uh, what's your favorite fish to fish for uh i like fishing for largemouth okay um fight hard you know just fun fish to catch what about you hunter yeah it's gonna have to be the same for me kev it's uh just the thrill especially top water largemouth fishing is it's a big thing for me just you actually see the fish when it hits it and the splash and everything it's just it's an insane it's an insane thing to do how long have you been fishing um for largemouth specifically about two and a half years but uh, I've been fishing since I can hold a pole in my hands. <laughs> well, I know your grandpa's taken you out many times. Yeah. For sure. David, what about you? Uh, it's about the same for me. Um, largemouth fishing. I've been fishing for largemouth for about three years, um, but I've been fishing since I was real little. So you guys have been fishing for a long time, and uh, this opportunity to have a fishing team came up. Obviously, that fits in with the things you like to do. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really great opportunity for any kids out there that are looking to expand expand their fishing knowledge and expand like team skills like it it really helps kids like it's it's a big thing so when you when you're doing the multi-species chris that's that's individual it's individual but you know we'll have you know pairs of kids actually we uh we were a boat short for the first multi-species so we ended up throwing four kids in my boat with my son as the captain and one other kid in another boat that wanted to go bass fishing. So they all headed on down the river to go bass fishing. But but they're still all fishing for themselves, yes. So, I mean, if we put four people in a boat, it's not like they have four anglers working towards the first bass or the whatever. Mm-hmm. It's they're, they're fishing for themselves in the multi-species events. But for the student angler tournament trail, which you guys did this weekend, that you're, you're a tandem, you're a team. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're a team. <clears throat> we We compete together as in, like, he catches a bass, say it's bigger, It's it goes towards everything as a yeah. team. Okay. So you when you would go, if, if you had multiple teams, Chris, in, in a, one of these tournaments, is there a team trophy or is it is it just by pairs? It's just by pairs right now. These kids are fishing for entry into the, the um, Tournament of Champions through the Student Angler Tournament Trail, and they take the top 10% from each of the um, – the qualifying events there's four qualifying events so if these guys would have made top 20 they would have qualified for the tournament of champions and uh they they ended up in 42nd but that doesn't tell the whole truth because they were really only two pounds out of top 20 wow so that's how tight the the weights were there and you know just the fact that they hadn't seen the lake went before and they went down there and just pre-fish a little bit on saturday and then go out there and catch those fish and then end up as high as they did when 
at least half those teams were Metro kids and have seen Minnetonka multiple times during the summer. So I'm proud of them. They did a great job, and I'm looking forward to the next one. The next one is in Le- is Leech Lake, and it's in two weeks, and we've actually got eight teams signed up for that one. Well, your brags are probably a little more familiar with Leech Lake, I would think. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> I fished it, fished it quite a few times. I haven't, but okay. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. What, what lake have you fished the most? I've kind of stayed local. Okay. Um, I fish a lot on uh, Big Turtle, Little Turtle, uh, mainly Little Turtle. Um, been hitting up Big Bass recently, but I, I stay local for the most part. So, okay. Well, let's talk about Minnetonka. You guys get down there and hit the water. What, what, what's your game plan on that day, of, that one day of pre-fishing you got? What, what are you trying to accomplish? So uh, we woke up about 3.30 Saturday morning. And my grandpa, Bruce, he's brought us down there. We got there about 9.30, jumped the boat in the water, and we were we were just trying to find any place, taking the, the depth finder mark in any place we could that we thought could catch bass. So we ran around and caught a couple bass. We'd mark it and then go to the next spot just to try and have our options open for Sunday. Yeah, we were a little off in where we thought they'd be. We thought they were going to be up shallow because, well, I mean, water temperature was like, between 70 and 73 in uh, most spots on the lake so we thought they were going to be up shallow but i mean there were bass up shallow but the big ones were out a little bit deeper so <laughs> what did you think of the lake overall um it was actually kind of horrible um, <laughs> we almost we almost died a couple times we were explain so uh we were coming across the lake and i was driving on the pre-fishing day not during the tournament but uh driving on the pre-fishing day where you came out of a channel and we, I hit it, and we were going full speed, probably doing about 35 miles an hour across the lake. And this giant wake boat just cut like 10 feet in front of us and mm. threw six six-foot wakes at us. And we were flying through the air, and my grandpa ended up on the floor, and David broke a chair in the boat. And it was really a scary thing. Like it was, We almost hit another boat after we came down because another wake boat was trying to cut in front of us after the other one already did. And they, them wakeboarders, they just don't care. They don't doesn't doesn't affect them. Yeah, their wakes don't affect the big wake boats. I think that makes them feel like it doesn't affect the smaller fishing boats out there. So, well, it's a it's a big lake with a lot of people on it, oh, yeah. with a lot of different concerns. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but but okay. Aside from that, uh, from the fishing perspective, what did you think of Minnetonka? It was it was a good lake. I mean. Like David said, they were really the big fish were really not where we thought they were going to be. We thought they were since the water temperature is so warm they'd be up shallow and pads and stuff. But no, um, unbeknownst to us, we came back to the, um, the award ceremony and the top ten people said that they were drop shotting in about twelve to fourteen feet of water against rocks and picked up all the big ones. So yeah, if we had a few more days of pre-fishing, we might have we might have been able to get on them, but. Or if you'd have called your coach, he would have said <laughs> 75 degrees is too warm. It barely holds any oxygen. Go out and fish the weed edge because the cooler water has more oxygen. Well, now you know. Yeah. Now we know for next year. Okay. Well, listen, guys. Um, uh, we had the the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic here in Bemidji this weekend, and you were not in town for. And uh, the winning team uh, actually was fishing out of a bass boat. Mm. <laughs> That yeah, is. There, were, there were quite a few of those out on Minnetonka. <laughs> yeah. Jason, Charlie Peterson. Champions. Oh, really? Yep. They yep. won, yep. Yep. They won yep. it. Wow. On so, a bass boat. So were you in a bass boat? 
Um, we're not in a bass boat. No. So, so you guys are out in a bass tournament, not in a bass boat, and we got two guys in a walleye tournament here in town in a bass boat. Exactly. Yep. I guess it proves it's not always about the boat. It's probably no. more about presentation. Well, yeah. as, a, as a fellow angler in the KC tournament, uh, you know, that's fine that Jason Charlie won yesterday. They can feel free to go back to bass fishing anytime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they told me they would be as of oh, yeah. today, actually. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Well, I, I told them, I said, guys, uh, you know, I, I know muskie anglers always love it when walleye anglers talk about how they accidentally caught this 50-inch muskie. Mm-hmm. They just love that. And I said, I'm sure all these walleye hardcores are loving the fact that a couple of bass guys just <laughs> happened to catch a bunch of walleyes today. Oh, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Nope, they're a couple of good sticks, and not only are they good sticks, but they're good people. They're part of a great, tremendous family in the yeah. community, and mm-hmm. I'm just so happy for them. Well, you guys, speaking of walleyes and different species, um, you're into bass now. What was uh, what did you used to enjoy, and what what made you choose bass? Um, when I was a kid, all, all I did really was fish off my grandfather's dock, or he'd take us out on the boat. Just. I used to be a lot of panfish, like little sunfish. I, I was insane when the little perch off the end of the dock would bite for me when I was a kid. It was just the craziest thing. Um, yeah, but bass really turned me when I actually caught a couple of them when I was fishing a reed edge, and I just realized how hard they fought and how much of a thrill it was. So that was bass for me. Yeah. What about you? Um, I used to spend a lot of time in Texas. My dad lives out there, um, so I used to do a lot of catfish fishing. Um, oh, okay. But, yeah, that, that's the main – other than bass, that's the main thing I fish for is catfish out in Texas. So, Kevin, that's exactly what we're about. I mean, you listen to these guys talk about how they started fishing, and fortunately they've been fishing, you know, since they were little kids. But there's a lot of kids out there that might be interested in learning how to fish, but they've only fished once or twice. And, you know, we're all about, you know, training and teaching and, and supporting and everything like that. So that's – that's kind of what we're doing now, and we're moving into a new phase with these multi-species events. After I've got that done, then I want to start moving into a phase where we can actually have these guys maybe having a little seminar or something at the um, the gym in the middle school where kids can come and we'll have casting practices and, and little classes on just real simple fishing stuff. Yeah, and as Chris says a lot of time, if you're not going to get to everyone, but if you can inspire one kid to fish he's one yep well listen i think for david's sake i think we need to work on having a uh, you know a high school catfish tournament over on red, red river oh okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah you'd have the inside track on that one yeah. i think i would have that. hot dogs hot dogs yeah, i don't use hot dogs He's like, quit telling, my, quit telling people my secret. <laughs> I was like, I was like five when I was using hot dogs. Well, David, uh, when you're not fishing, what do you like to do? Uh, it's really just fishing. <laughs> That's about it. Trust I me. I spend every day out on the water, all day, as long as as long as I can without my mom yelling at me. How yeah. about you, Hunter? Um, I'm actually a big hunting person too. Mm-hmm. I hunt and fish a lot, but uh, when I'm not doing that, I mainly work. I work down. Um, for Chris Ellis down in North Cass. Okay. So, 
So you guys probably are going to get more than one day of pre-fishing in for the Leech Lake Tournament, I would I think. anticipate that. I yeah. won't. I won't. Oh, you won't. I'll be in Texas, oh. so about two days before the tournament. See, you're going to get all catfished, and then you're yeah. not going to even remember how to catch bass when you get back. Yeah, we'll see. It's a little bit closer to home, so they should be at least kind of close to the same pattern. <laughs> we'll just again, get though. you a brand new pack of hot dogs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh, so yeah, just uh, you know, do, here's your appeal to the other kids in Bemidji that uh, like to fish but aren't a part of the fishing team. Why should they join the lumberjack fishing team? Well, I mean, it has really opened up a lot of opportunities for me. It's made me realize like where you can actually go with fishing. Like I didn't realize that you could actually get into colleges, get scholarships and stuff for fishing. It's it's a really crazy thing if you follow it all the way through. What you, David? Uh, pretty much same as Hunter. It just it gives you a chance to really see where you are and get the practice that you need with um, like a support group, keeping you going. You know, you have a bunch of people who, if you need help figuring out spots, what to use, technique, all of that, you can just go to people, ask for help. Um, it's a real. Um, Supportive. Yeah, supportive, supportive, supportive community. They help with anything you might need. Well, it's a different story for us too because you know they're not fishing for cash. So yeah. that's there's no reason why we should withhold information from each other if money isn't on the line. We want yeah. everybody to do well. We want everybody to qualify for the tournament of champions. Yeah, we basically we basically fish for the love of fishing, and that's that's all it is. Chris, is there an age range or? Currently, we're only high school. Um, okay. However, you are considered high school as soon as you graduate to the eighth grade. So okay. we've got some kids that are on the team that just finished eighth grade, haven't even gone to ninth grade yet. But as far as the school district is concerned, when they graduate eighth grade, they're considered freshmen. So they're in high school and they can fish for me. So how, if kids are listening saying, I want to get involved, how do they do that? Um, probably right now, we've got a Facebook page, Lumberjack Fishing Team. Um, go on the Facebook page and send a message with contact information, and that'll get forwarded to me, and I'll reach out. Okay. Anything else, guys, before we wrap it up? Um, no. Anything for you? No, I think that's about it. Well, I'll tell you guys, one day of pre-fishing on a lake you've never been to before and taking 42nd out of 200 teams, that's a, that's pretty impressive. So congratulations to you for that, thanks, uh, and uh, right, thanks yeah. for your efforts to get more kids involved in fishing. Chris, to you as well. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, Kev. Up next, more from Vance as we get ready for Fishing Has No Boundaries this weekend after a two-year COVID hiatus. I'm Bruce Jean at Rainy Lake Guiding. I always like to give to those in need. That's why I'm on Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors, because we all know Kev Jackson is sure in need of knowledge. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Country. Checking back in with Vance Ballstead, who heads up Fishing Has No Boundaries in its 30th year this year and back this weekend after a two-year COVID hiatus. You're flat out right. It is a good time, and everybody who's there, whether they're serving food 
or on the boats or whatever they're doing, everybody enjoys it. It's a great time. Um, there's no pressure down there to have to catch fish. Uh, we call it fishing, not catching. Um, some people think they have to go out and catch a boatload of fish. Some people, if they get a fish, they're happy. Uh, I'll tell you about one of our anglers. Her name is Julie, and she's a dandy. <laughs> and I, I love her dearly. One year she caught a perch, and oh, I don't say it's probably six inches long, but it was a fish. She was happy, so she came in at noon and went out that afternoon. Oh, geez, it was a walleye, and it was, oh, good, 12-inch walleye. <laughs> and so the next day I said, so how big was that fish, Julie? Oh, about a foot and a half. <laughs> and, and I tell that story, Kevin, all the time, and this is how I tell the story. You know, our folks might be disabled. There, We have some blind folks, some people with wheelchairs and whatever. But they're all liars. They're typical fishermen. <laughs> that fish grows over the day. And, and uh, uh, you know, people go, you know, we all do live when we fish, don't we? Yeah. You know, I told that story at a funeral for one of our anglers here a couple of years ago. And they, would anybody like to speak? And a gentleman's name was Freddie. And Freddie was a dandy. We loved him to death. And I got up and I, and the first thing I said, well, Freddie was a liar. And everybody at the funeral, their ears perked up like, oh, Lord, what's he going to say? And I told them the fisherman story. When I got done, they were all laughing because <laughs> that was Freddie. Oh, yeah. You know, and yeah. we miss him dearly. We lost another lady this year that passed away. And it's hard for us to do that because, they're, again, they're family. They are. They really are. As you are, Kevin. Yeah. You I, are. I love being there. I love seeing because it, it is. You see the same people. Oh. and. It's it is a fun time. If you have never been involved and you got some time this weekend, Saturday, uh, find a way to to help them out. Come down and and to be honest, we just like visiting with people when they're out on the water. We have things to do, but we like to visit with people. We were just down there now looking at logistics for our tents and so forth, and there were people there um, in front of Paul and Babe, mm-hmm. and. We're so proud of Bemidji that I walked up to people and said, would you like me to take your camera and take your picture? Because you know what it is, Kevin. Every time you take a picture at something, somebody's taking a picture, and they're not in the picture. <laughs> yes. And then, and so what are you doing down here? And I'm wearing my Fish and Have No Boundaries t-shirt, and they ask all about it. And, and it's, it's, it's almost like we're making friends. One, one folks grew folks, they were from Kansas City. They thought that was the greatest thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, we're so proud of Bemidji. We're proud to advertise Bemidji, and we're proud for what we do, that it makes our whole year. I'll tell you what, Saturday night we're going to be kind of dragging, but Sunday we'll be back to laughing and having fun. So, so yeah, uh, l- lay out for us how it's uh, it's going to play out this year, Is this, because it is different as a one-day event. Yeah, it's, it's we've reduced it to meals, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, Saturday morning... Um, Starting at 7, the Bemidji Lions come in, and they'll be for, uh, flipping pancakes. And we have fl- pancakes and sausage for breakfast and milk and juice and all that sort of thing. And then we fish from 9 o'clock to 11.30. They come in, and then we do a, a sub-sandwich lunch, um, sub-sandwich with cookies and chips and a picnic lunch, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. And then we go back out and about 1 o'clock and we fish after we make sure everybody's lubed up again <laughs> with that sunscreen. And then they fish until 4.30. Uh, we try to f- feed about 5 o'clock. And we're very fortunate that the uh, Bemidji Fire Department 
one more year has committed to come and, and do a fish fry for us. We don't fry what the anglers catch because we wouldn't eat real well. <laughs> you know? But uh, we, we do have some fish that we receive from a, a business in town. And, and then after that, it's not a tournament, but, you know, you have to have bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And so we have four, four categories of fish, walleye, perch, panfish, and northern. And what we do is we do a trophy for first, second, and third. And that's just fun for them, and it's fun for us because we keep a tote board going and so forth. And then also every angler that participates gets a medal so they can show that medal that I went fishing. Yeah. Uh, one year, uh, and we're not able to do it now, uh, we had a gentleman that was mounting the first-place fish, and then they would get it the following year. Well, that year, Chris Haley, again, and Big Roger mm-hmm. caught a 36-inch northern. And this company took that fish, mounted it, put it on a piece of driftwood, and it was it was like you'd see in a sports shop. Mm. And so we delivered it out to Roger. He lived in a group home, and, and uh, we hung it up with him. And he said, you know, he said, I can catch that fish every day. It made that much to him, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I understand it. I've got a couple of things hanging on the wall of my house that weren't great, but I remember the story how I got them, and the anglers are the same way. Yeah. So um, that's one thing that that uh, we were able to do. Unfortunately, I don't think we'll be able to do it this year because one of the folks with that company passed on. So, mm, okay. Um, but it was a great thing. It was, you know, first place perch was, I don't know, pound and a quarter maybe, which is a nice... But you know what? Hanging on the wall, it looks a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah. You know, the um, fishing was great this past weekend, so I'm I'm hoping the bite will hold. It's hard to say, you know, how hot it gets and how quickly it gets hot, what that's going to mean. But right. right now, Lake Bemidji is just smoking hot for fishing. I heard you could throw out anything and they'll bite. Pretty much. I might you even know. be able to catch something. Well, I'd still get smoked on it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I talked to a lot of the anglers, and they, they had a lot of luck. They didn't have any monster fish necessarily, although no. a first place wasn't a shabby-looking stringer. No, but um, there were a lot of smaller fish that our anglers would be excited about. So would I. Yeah. You know, uh, That's what I've seen about Lake Bemidji. Unless it's just awful weather, fishing is usually pretty good if you know where to go. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Chris Haley. Point us <laughs> the right direction. <laughs> Well, again, it is this weekend, uh, July 18th, one day only. If people have pontoons and uh, and just needed a little push like this to remind them or uh, some new people that want to try some volunteering to give you a pontoon, again, how do they get a hold of you? Easiest way to do is just get on the phone, call our home, uh, 218-444-3292. If we're not there, leave us a message. If you just would like to volunteer, do the same thing and call us. Um, when you come down on Saturday morning, you want to volunteer, what would you like to do? Would you like to serve food? Would you like to clean tables? What would you like to do? Do you want to go and be an assistant on a boat? We'll plug people in wherever we can. One problem we've run into, Kevin, and that is we get, on normal years, more volunteers than we know what to do with opening morning. Mm -hmm. And then they stand around and there's nothing to do, and they go home at lunch. Then they don't come back, and then in the afternoon, now we're a little short. Uh, so if they, I mean, if they choose to come strictly for the afternoon or the morning, that's great. We'll take anybody that wants to come help, because like I said, and I've told you this too, once it's in your heart, it's never leaving. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a great event, and it's coming up, and it's so good to have it back after two years off. That's great news for Bemidji, and it's great news for the anglers and those involved. And I really would, if you got the time, uh, make the time. You'll enjoy it. You'll be glad you did. Uh, yeah, you're right, Kevin. I'm just disappointed you can't be with us. Well, it's just a one-year deal. People yeah. get married, you know. Well, shame on that. <laughs> um, the, the thing with you has always been that you would go out and visit with our anglers on the boats. We'd mm-hmm. send you out and... And you would hear some stories. Oh, yes. And we had a couple anglers that we wouldn't let you go visit because they wouldn't let you go. (laughs) Freddie was one of them. Freddie, you got that right. (laughs) Freddie loved to visit with you. And uh, Mark is another one. Yes. Yeah. And uh, they're full of fishing stories, just like we all are. So that's why in Minnesota we like to fish. 30th year for Fishing Has No Boundaries in Bemidji. Vance Ballstead's been there for most of them. And uh, I personally just say thank you, Vance, for you and Susie and all the work you guys have done all the years. Well, we're, a, we're a, a kind of a mixed bag of tricks working the show. It's been up until this year, only six of us counting on our volunteers. Uh, we actually had three new committee members join us this year, and we're in heaven. Some of the, the weight has been taking off some of the positions. But there's not one that can do radio like you can. <laughs> well, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I sure hope so. <laughs> Vance, thank you so much for being in today. Kevin, thank you so much. And uh, enjoy the wedding. Think about us. And we'll talk to you again soon. Well, that's it for today's show. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you so much for being here. And we'll do it all again tomorrow. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101 FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and Kick FM in Alexandria. <laughs>